white power. If you are listening to this podcast, it is 2023, and Matt has informed me that it's the year of the faggot. <laughs> it's my year, baby. This is a free episode, Bobby. That's how we're starting? <laughs> That's how we're starting. This is not a Patreon. Uh, fucking Elon Musk owns Twitter. I could say faggot as much as I want now. Jesus. Welcome to Locker Room Talk. I got Matt Marin. I got Joe Gorman. And I got myself, Bobby Sheehan. More importantly, I have all of the towel heads out there. How are you doing, towel heads? Happy, happy New Year, Happy New heads. Year, dude. Yikes, yeah. dude. What did you guys be... do for New Year's? Tell you... the Locker Room Talk, boys. What do you do for New Year's? I got to take the glasses off. It was nice to, for effect in the beginning, but it's very uncomfortable and affecting my vision. For those just listening, uh... Pull over and pull us up on YouTube to see our cute little hats. We're all wearing hats. Matt is wearing his Cowboys hat for New Year's. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what... Did you realize that 2023 is going to be the first full year of Locker Room Talk? So we started at the beginning of this year. We did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we started in March, April, I believe. Yes. This is is the year of Locker Room Talk. The year of Locker Room Talk. The official year. The year of the incel. Yes. This might be the year the incel uprising happens. How come you didn't turn on your um, thing? Oh, they turn on. Oh, that's so cool. Matt is trying, trying to turn on his New Year's Eve glasses. Maybe it might need batteries, but it clearly yeah. has like... Yeah, a, it does have Oh, a here switch. you go. This is what you need. You need to yeah. pull this Okay, out. Joe is figuring out how to turn on the New Year's Eve glasses. Remove the tabs. Hit the button. Ooh, oh. and they are flashing different colors on the side. There you go. There, there it is. Go. Hell yeah. They're now on top of my Cowboys hat. Dallas Cowboys just beat the Titans. We're making the playoffs. We're going to make a run this year. Ooh. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I love that you're a Cowboys fan for some random reason. Yeah. I, um, I'm i New York sports in every sport, but football didn't have a real New York team growing up. Like, the Jets and Giants played in Jersey. And when you're a kid in Queens, that's as far away as anything. Yeah. So I had, like, favorite players. I remember I had a Brett Favre poster on my wall growing up. And um, then I got a new one after he was sending dick pics and stealing money from the poor people in Mississippi. Now, no, you didn't. now I'm a bigger now fan have, of Now you have current Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a bigger Brett Favre yeah. fan. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but he, um, yeah, I, so I would ha- I'd like root for Brett Favre. I remember I would play Madden, and whatever team I was really good at in Madden, I would uh, root for. I remember I loved the New Orleans Saints. It was the year of the Hurricane Katrina, also. So everyone was rooting for them. And yeah. they had a run. Yeah, everyone Houdet. was saying who what what who that who that who that who that they say they're gonna beat them Saints. Yeah. I think the Bengals do who day, who day. Yeah. How but, about Uday? Like Uday ooh. Hussein? Ooh, maybe. I think that's what it's short for, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Saints were a favorite team. They had a running back named Deuce McAllister, which I still think is an all-time great football player name. Hell yeah, dude. Um, the first football jersey I bought as a kid uh, when I was a teenager was a Deuce McAllister jersey. I was like 12 years old at Models and begged my parents to buy me Deuce McAllister. It was the gold Saints jersey. Um, but yeah, so I would have favorite teams like that. And then in high school, I had a friend who moved up from Texas who was a football player. And um, we, we, he, we, I was like 15, and he would give beer out at his place on weekends Sick. to anyone who would come over. Hell and he yeah. was a year older than me, so I don't. He was only sixteen, but he got beer somehow. But the rule was, if you wanted to drink his beer, you had to root for the Longhorns on Saturday and the Cowboys on Sunday for college football. Nice. Okay, college football in the NFL, and the Longhorns won the national championship that year. And I was drinking beer every weekend, so I was like, fuck it, I'm in with you. So a lot, like when I was a kid, I had like Cowboys stuff because they were the team and I just had sports things. My parents saw I liked sports and they were like, all right, well. At least he's not gay. Yeah, we'll buy him the Cowboys shirt or whatever. Um, But I didn't really like the team until what it was like 2006, 7. So I didn't get the like the Super Bowl years when they were winning all the time. So they're like the team that people say, oh, if you're a front runner, you would for the Cowboys. Um, but I, you know, uh, you're the, whole the day time, one. They won this past weekend, but they haven't won a championship. You know what I'm saying? You're the day one. You're, day the one. Ri- you're a ride or die ho. Yes. I have been rooting. I have never seen the Cowboys win a championship as a fan of them. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see. Maybe it can happen this year. But yeah. they're a team that they all, as soon as you get your hopes that they could do it is when they break your heart. And the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were by far the most boner-inducing cheerleaders. Yes, of all they time. are. Uh, my dad, who is not a big football fan, yeah. when I mentioned 
Dallas Cowboys. He's just like, ooh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God yeah. forbid, if Kelly should ever die before me, <laughs> right. I would probably remarry a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think the so. Only, the only person in my eyes that, that's almost as beautiful mm-hmm. as Kelly. I think this is the most uh, appropriate episode we've ever done of Locker Room Talk is literally yeah, talking like, about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. And, and how much I love my girlfriend. And, yes. like, you know, Bobby starts it off by him, like, Breaking out. This is like 2023 is going to be his bad boy year where he said a slur. Yeah. You know, mm. how about that? Yeah. Well, well I could that... say faggot. Why? Because I want to. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. And because if he were in jail. He would be uh, he would be raped. Yes. Brutally. Yeah. I don't think Bobby would. Like, Come sur- on. Don't you. What do you faggots want to rape me? I, I, Come on. I feel like Bobby would get killed if he went to prison. Yeah, I well, would, that's full yeah. of people that don't follow the yeah. rules. Matt would no. Matt would be reformed, and I would thrive in a prison environment where I couldn't live in the real world. You again. would join the Aryan Brotherhood. I'm well. I'm already in the Aryan oh, right, Brotherhood. Would, if yeah. anything, they <laughs> right. would they would be like, "Oh, cool, the boss is here." Yeah, <laughs> and now we can finally <laughs> figure out. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys do for Christmas? Christmas, I well, I celebrated the birth of our Lord, of course. No, right. you didn't. You ate fucking. Uh, Apple apple pie and ice cream and then, and then did crunches because you felt self-conscious and then went to the bathroom and purged. Okay, well, I did do crunches almost immediately after, but not because I felt self-conscious, but because I believe life is all about balance. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Joe anthem. Who says yeah. that, Life dude? is not about balance. Yeah. Life is about complete and utter hedonism at all times. Yeah, somebody, the only people that say life is about balance are the people that wasted their existence trying to balance things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trapeze artists. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys together on Christmas? What? Uh, it was... No. How did he you... d- he, We've talked about this. What? That, what we did over Christmas. Matt, you never listened. We talked about what we were going to do over Christmas. Yeah, on the previous episode, and I right. had mentioned that I was I was go I was going to eat apple pie with vanilla ice cream on top. With his aunt, oh. he has he has feelings for. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just I just don't listen to you. Joe's real yeah. great at reading between the lines. because yeah. I never even mentioned my my deep seated feelings for my aunt. It's like right. implied, dude. Why yeah, else would somebody hang out with a member of their own? Family? I feel like I feel like when I talk, it's like boring to you, so you just add stuff to it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm like, I I'm real excited to see my aunt. And he's like, he's in an incestuous adoration for her. Why not, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you saying kinda, she's, a, she's yeah. an uggo? <laughs> no, no. Everyone I, in my family is beautiful, with one yeah. notable exception. Kind of wish I had. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Freudian. Nice. It'd be nice if I had what Joe had, what? where I can, you know, mo- the way Joe interprets what people say is way more interesting than what anyone says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I'm living in. I'm living the fucking best. Most life. people, when they when they are doing uh, interpretation, it's usually negative about themselves. Like, oh, what did that person mean about me? But yours is just like. How do how do I keep my brain constantly stimulated with different narratives? Yeah, how can I be entertained outside of Fortnite? Mm-hmm. I better <laughs> I better start implying people are gay and racist and <laughs> raping children and members yeah. of their own family. Otherwise, I'm fucking bored. Joe, Joe's on a Zoom call at work, and there's all the women he imagines is like having like giant titties, yeah. like with a like a, a girdle, like in the Wild West, you know. And all the men have like large beards and smoking cigars. Ooh. You know, he's in on a constant like shroom uh, fucking trip where he's yeah. like, okay, I could, I could almost imagine how this would be fun. I got a a, a free beat off tip, okay, uh, for everyone. Uh, lactation and breastfeeding videos are uncensored on yes. YouTube. Ooh. Oh, so if you can ignore that little demon sucking on the titties, <laughs> or if that's an enhancer, we're not yeah. judging. Yeah. You got yourself a good little jerk sesh. Or yeah. if you watch like medical videos where it's like, oh, this woman is going to have a breast reduction. Dude. I came across that on XXNX. It was like a, it was like a documentary. Like this woman's tits are so big, and it was like this beautiful, uh, sad-looking woman. She's so sad that her tits are so big that her back hurts. Oh yeah. But the video is just like the doctor like looking at them and. What's nice about that is you know that this woman she did consent to being filmed, but she knows she doesn't want us jerking off to it. She she consented you know I mean? to being kind of makes it better. It she, makes it a lot better, Matt. Yeah. She consented to being filmed, but she didn't consent to the three other guys coming into the doctor's office and brutally <laughs> fucking her after the after the doctor. And the fact that the doctor gave a breast examination by doing this <laughs> and then like wedging his dick between her tits to make sure the 
firmness wasn't tight. He's like, oh, well, the good news, Mrs. Johnson, is you can titty fuck like a 25-year-old. There's announcements in every doctor's office. A breast examination is not an excuse for sexual assault. <laughs> Afterwards, they have to interview the fucking patient to make sure she felt safe during yeah. the entire, yeah. the entire like, yeah. fucking examination. And then like, two weeks later, she gets a bill with all these codes, and it's $10,000. Yeah. Well, because on the subway, they do that. A crowded train is no excuse for sexual assault. I'm like... Respect to the guy that tried that excuse. Yeah. Like, there's no way they make that announcement if somebody yeah. didn't try it. Your like, Honor, did you see how many people were on that train? Yeah. Who? If you think about it, though, the more people on trains, the more likely there are to be big-titted women on there. Mm. And there's got to be a certain number of big-titted women where you're like, oh, I have to grab one of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You have to. You have yeah. to. Uh, uh, what are you, a pussy? Yeah. So I. Oh, I'm gonna keep my hands to myself. I haven't That's told, the one rule I'm not going to rape follow. I'm not going <laughs> to rape a woman. <laughs> I haven't told you guys this happened yet, and I figured I would save it for the podcast. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this is probably the dumbest uh, thing I've ever done, and it was on Christmas. Um, Joe, do you remember when we got those edibles? Yeah. Um, and the thing on it said um, there was 10 of them, and it was 1,000 milligrams. Yeah. So to me, that means 100 milligrams. Mm-hmm. It's a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and I took it and ended up calling 911 and having a panic <laughs> Did you take the entire, you took the I entire. I took just one. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm not the gayest guy in the podcast anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> For about four hours on Christmas, I was in the emergency room and the doctor was, ex- oh, I remember at the end of it, the doctor was extremely annoyed that I asked to talk to him because I was still very confused. Uh-huh. And you were just alone by yourself. Yeah, I was. I w- and I was. I sat down. I just got back from the day before I was at the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I was like, I'll sit down and watch Field of Dreams. So I'm taking a thousand milligram edible and watching a movie about a guy hearing voices in a field. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You're like, I've never related more to a character in my life. Damn, and, that's awesome. And I can't even tell you what I was freaking out about. It was just anxiety and paranoia, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what I was like anxious about. Well, it was probably oh, yeah. just like you were never that high before in your life. Yeah. So you were, it was a whole new sensation that you were completely But I can't believe with. you went from being alone to being like in the hospital surrounded by people. When me, when me, when I would get high, the thing I would hate the most is like interacting with other people. Yeah. Like going into a store and being like, he's going to know I'm high. You know, that well, once shit. Once I call 911, I'm like, they know I'm high. Yeah. They're going to know. Uh-huh. Fucking, you would have gotten arrested for that like five years yeah. ago. How funny is so that? So, did you think you were having a heart attack? I thought it was possible. That was the thing is they checked my vitals and all, and it was all fine. But I guess it's just I never felt that way. So I'm like, am I going to die? Am I going to do something where <laughs> the, I'm going to die? The THC mm. fucking fixed his brain so he wasn't retarded for like yeah. four <laughs> hours. And he couldn't I, handle it. I'm, I'm doing mu- I'm multitasking. I'm having ideas all at yeah. once. I like, just called and said, I, I kind of have memories of what I was saying, which it's crazy. Cause even, <laughs> You're talking about it like it's an alcoholic blackout. Yeah, well, like, I do the, remember some of it. Well, because <laughs> even a couple days later, I was like, in hindsight, thinking that was a really serious thing mm-hmm. that I was really upset because I was so mm-hmm. paranoid. I'm like, I can't believe. And then I realized, I'm like, I was just calling people going, my brain's not working. I need help, mm-hmm. which is not actually not that big of a deal. Which that was is like the second time in your life you've said that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, I've taken 25 and 50 milligrams before, so I figured, all right, 100 won't be that Matt's going to have an aneurysm, and it's going to be the boy that cried wolf. Yeah. He's like, oh, something's wrong with my brain. Like, okay, buddy, eat another cheeseburger. You'll yeah. be fine. That, is that what the doctor prescribed you? Three cc's of, th- of cheeseburgers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I prescribe you uh, munchies until you pass yeah. out. I so. called my dad first. Uh oh. What did dad uh-huh. say? Called 911. Yeah. That, just, that sucks. No, he didn't. Him. He didn't freak out and say call nine one one. He was just um, more of like, I don't know what to do other than to tell you to dial nine one one because I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I would say like uh, Matt, I need you to take ten very deep breaths. Yeah, I want you to go um, on your phone. I want you to look up uh, pictures of your family. I want you to look up mm-hmm. pictures of your favorite memories to ground you. I want okay. you to have a big glass of water. Yeah, and then. After you've done all that, I want you to come back to me. I want you to I want you to play one of your favorite songs, your favorite song that makes you happy, and then I want you to make uh, tell me how you feel after that. Mm, that's absolutely that's why good, you, smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why you don't waste your time fucking talking to 
your, your fucking idiot family or some moron doctor at a hospital. Yeah. You call a guy that regularly I does I should have called you, yeah. I'll get you out of that shit, dude. I was just hang, I was hanging out here probably being three times as high as you. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like, I mean, a thousand milligrams is a lot. Joe, I've taken, Joe is as high as Matt. He's like doing his taxes. He's fucking working uh, out. The most I've ever taken, I, I did take a 10,000 milligram edible one time in San Francisco. It was really brownie. Uh, and I ate it all because I was traveling from San Francisco to New York to meet my family. Yeah. I was so high. Like, I started getting high at work. Like, I worked a half day. Mm. And I felt like getting high. I hung out. I went home because my parents were going to give me a ride to the airport. Yeah. I went to my parents' house. I hung out for like two hours watching TV. And I was like, damn, I'm fucking stoned. Yeah. And I remember going to the airport. I'm like, well, this is good. I just have a carry-on bag. Yeah. I'm already checked in. I, I got there. No problem. I was like, dude, I am fucking high. I'm fucking high. Yeah. And this was a Virgin America flight, which yeah. was cool because, like, you get in there. It's every flight I take. And Virgin America, like, they had, like, uh, color, like, low lights, but they were kind of, like, illuminated. It felt kind of like a club. They had music playing. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fucking cool. I settled into my, uh, I, I settled into the uh, chair, and, like, they're doing the security, like, hey, make sure you're fastening your seatbelt. Make sure, you know, if you can, in an exit row, you can handle that. And I was like, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel like the plane taking off, and then the next thing I know is like we were landing in New York. So I'd like passed out, like literally on a cross country, yeah. like six hour flight. I yeah. was out like the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a combination of the cabin pressure and all the THC. But I was stoned like my first full day in New York. Yeah, like my first full day in New York. Yeah, I was, I was feeling shit. it a couple days later. Yeah, even still, a but bit. I feel like that like maxed me out and like yeah. now I'll never be able to get that high ever. Again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that sucks. I loved getting that high. Yeah, I well, love getting that was, high. I couldn't complete any thoughts. I would it give just, anything yeah. to be as high as you were, Matt. I <laughs> <Yeah>. miss. <laughs> I miss, that's the folks. That is the only and I repeat only downside of doing drugs is you build up a tolerance and mm. need to do more drugs. Mm -hmm. But it makes life interesting because it makes an adventure always looking for that new drug to get you fucked up. That's what, why. I, who, I, what friend or loved one will I betray next for that sweet hit of, of serotonin, which my body can no longer naturally <laughs> create? <laughs> who, who must get hurt? It doesn't matter. I think it's adrenochrome is what you're looking for. Adrenochrome is what keeps you young. But I don't need to. I, I want to be like a fucking gross looking old man. Mm -hmm. Well, like, you're well on your way. Oh, I'm out. I'm out halfway there, dude. I'm taking the Danny DeVito approach. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it's a because it, eventually, like you try to look young for too long, and you you end up looking weirder than if you just yeah. aged out naturally. Yeah. It's like the Bill Burr bit. Stop trying to look fuckable in your fifties. Yeah, just like be yeah. you. You know, it's like we're, yeah. we, like look. Danny DeVito is probably like the most fuckable man in the world, mm -hmm. and he just aged naturally. He's yeah. a fucking king. Yeah. Um, should we open my Christmas gift? You should. I, I kind of yeah. want to, uh, I do want to do that, but I'm curious what, so did the ambulance come? Yeah. So an ambulance came. Dude, how expensive was that fucking edible trip? Um, I don't, I, um, the whole time I was, um, even while I was still high, I remember asking the entire time about my insurance. Mm -hmm. God, dude, um, you're So fucked. I still have, so I still haven't gotten anything. Dude, you're going to have I an went awful to, uh, I went to uh, a hospital that is nearby and just an ER and then came right back. And I That's, haven't. Dude, but also my, my mom and dad on the phone were like, call 911. And I was like, I don't want to because of insurance. They're like, if you need us to help, we'll help oh, out. Oh, no. Your poor parents have to yeah. pay because you're a fucking Did you addict. tell them you were high? Yeah. I uh. told them I took this edible. I just... <laughs> I said everything 100% what I did. I was too, oh I was too freaked out God. to even think of lying, which actually the next day when I talked to them, um, they weren't mad at me. They were like happy that I called yeah. them. That you're not didn't, dead. They were, <laughs> no, right not, even, not that I wasn't dead, that my dad wasn't even freaked out by it. My mom kind of was, but they were like happy that um, I would not try to lie or hide it from them and mm -hmm. that I would call them. A fucking 30-year-old yeah. man. Fucking thank God. You did the right thing yeah. by not telling us you were high. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad we didn't have to ground you, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Matt comes in. He's like, hey, guys, we could have New Year's Eve at my house. My parents are cool. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let us drink. Yeah. No, it wasn't like a... um. Oh, because like they're overprotective like that. It was more of um. Oh my God! Even though he's like old and moved out, he still like knows that he can trust Aww. us. <laughs> even it though he can't of, handle his own drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it was more of a, a trust thing that they like didn't know necessarily that they'd be my first phone call. Did they put you on a stretcher? 
No. <laughs> they, had okay. to, they had to retain. Like, they fucking yeah. brought tranks to fucking try to mm-hmm. reta- restrain yeah. them. I feel like that's got to be a good feeling if you're a parent and your kid moves out and they're just gone. But then when they're in trouble, they call you. There is kind of a feeling of, oh, he still, like, trusts us and likes us. Mm. Mm. I feel like you may be worried a little bit if, like, he's going to be doing all these things or whatever. He's going to get in trouble and we'll never know what's going on. I remember my yeah. mom being disturbed because I went to Tennessee and back without telling her. Yeah. She was like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't need your help with it." She I was like, "You could have let me know." I'm co- like, oh. "Yeah." In college, I visited a friend who lived in Texas without telling my parents, and mm-hmm. it was still, and they like freaked out about that. That's so wild, dude. Yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, dude. yeah. I, I need do fucking too, yeah. mommy and daddy to fucking sign a permission slip. I'm a fucking grown man. No, and my, if they got yeah. a fucking problem with it, I'll throw them down a flight of fucking <laughs> stairs, dude. You think I care about their inheritance? I don't need their Bob Dylan albums, dude. <laughs> I don't think my parents would have said no to any of it. They just, yeah, like, want to know. Your mom wouldn't have said no to you going to Tennessee. Uh, I mean, she can't. Yeah. yeah. That's know. the thing, too. Yeah, it's not like... As, it, long as, my like parents... as long as my parents don't find out I do heroin, <laughs> it's like, whatever. You know, you know what it is? I was like, I'll tell them about it eventually, but you can't, you can't tell your parents everything because then your phone calls will get too repetitive. You're, and you're not, like, yeah. fucking friends with your parents. Uh... I mean, even people I'm friends with. I mean, do I text you guys ever? No. Yeah. I prefer it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're not friends. But like, we're, I don't. We're in business. Yeah. That's I don't right. fucking I text my boss saying mm-hmm. like I'm going out to eat. You yeah. Want, you want me to pick you up anything? Yeah. Oh, I. Uh, well. Oh. Um, well, I also don't regularly talk to my parents. Like I that. never talk to my parents. I t- I'm, I would consider myself like friends with my dad, mm. but we like talk baseball. Really? You have friends who you just talk about different things with. Yeah. But mm. when it's like, if I have a moment of, um, of like, I don't know what's happening, I'm freaking out, I'm panicking, mm-hmm. my dad's like the one I'm going to call. Daddy, I'm high. Help, <laughs> daddy, I'm high. So the ambulance gets there. Do you, do you, so they don't put you on a stretcher. So you, are you just sitting in the back with the yeah. EMTs? Yep. Uh, and are they, what, what's on their Christmas? vibe? Yeah, on Christmas. Damn, dude. Um, in hindsight, it's I haven't thought about this really because I all in the moment and afterwards I was just thinking about how I was feeling the whole time. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, he was just doing his job and realizing I wasn't a threat to myself. I was like, all right, I got to take this guy in. Probably on his phone, just relaxing because he doesn't have a difficult job at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you go, you go, I guess, to the emergency room and you're seen by an intake nurse. Yeah. And what's that like? Is she, uh, is she, I'm just asking, a heavy set black woman? No, it was actually like a young Asian guy. Ooh. Huh. And I tell he him. He said, right this away, so please. You're very, very high. <laughs> and I tell him that I took some edibles. And oh, I'm edible. Like very, very bad. No, he was the other way. He was like, sick, dude. Like, went to give me a fist bump. And I was just like, what's wrong with you? This, uh, like, I, 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 like, this is serious. What's wrong with you? That's so. <laughs> from the PSA on yeah. the couch. Like, I can't move. Damn. Yeah. Well, I hope you all learned a valuable lesson about not doing drugs and discovering them later in life. The best time <laughs> to do drugs is mild experimentation in college. And then uh, from 23 onwards, just live in a haze of marijuana smoke all your life so the and, and then so are there any other people between this asian intake nurse and the doctor who was at mad at you i don't remember such a blur yeah hell so yeah, you were dude. just there yeah. for a few hours yeah i s- fell asleep i woke up dude if you took and an s- ambulance that's gonna be a huge fight your parents yeah. have to be rich dude <laughs> i'm not even kidding like for subscribe an to the rise. patreon folks in case matt has another yeah. panic attack where he needs to be driven to yeah. the hospital <laughs> yeah i remember one of the nurse woke me up and said you're discharged and i was like um can i talk to the doctor because i like had no idea what had happened and what was going on and he just came out and seemed so annoyed that i even wanted to talk to him was mm-hmm. like you're fine it'll wear off it's just time go home okay and then, but I then so you're like definitively like this is over then yeah okay. that's so i, I and guess i just it, yeah. knew it was gonna wear off and i was just like trying to do stuff and just kind of confu- very confused by the whole thing mm-hmm that's so yeah. wild, man. Yeah. Like, you've never had to go to, like, a chill-out tent at a concert or anything? No. I mean, I've worked security at concerts. But, like, I mean, like, they, like a chill-out tent is basically, like, when people, yeah. like, overindulge. Yeah. And, like, maybe got, like, a little dehydrated or shaken up. Yeah. Where they basically, they kind of, they take you to a tent. Like, maybe they let you hang out and, and yeah. drink water and eat some lemon wedges yeah. and just kind of. Yeah. I've blacked out before. 
drinking. Well, that's completely different. Alcohol yeah. and, and marijuana are so Because alcohol different. lowers your inhibition, so nobody is ever like, oh my god, I am too drunk. Yeah. No one ever's like that. Yeah. Everyone's the perfect amount of drunk to drive, dance, yeah. uh, post on Twitter. Whereas yeah. with marijuana, it's like you're never high enough. Yeah. Like, I'll be like smoking weed before the podcast, and then, you know, Matt's talking about... Um, being too high and I'm like I'm not high enough <laughs> I am yeah. not high enough right now I uh-huh. guess in hindsight and even beforehand if you'd ask me who would I call if I had like a drug emergency I would think Joe but in the moment I'm just thinking I'm gonna die and mm-hmm. in that moment I'm like yeah I, I want to talk-, talk to my dad exactly uh, well you know what now it's like well this definitely puts a we gotta put a pin in that hole I want to do mushrooms at some point because it's like <laughs> well I would do it with you <laughs> So I would do it with set. someone. Do, do, I mean, do you really want to do? Do you want your first time tripping on shrooms to fucking be Joe? Like, oh really, Matt? Oh really? Are you starting to trip? Well, even oh, no. look, even us on the podcast. As soon as I talked about taking too much of an edible, Joe's like, "Here's what I would have said," uh-huh. and was com- the most serious I've ever seen him in my life for a minute straight. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm ever serious about. <laughs> so I actually yeah. do trust being around Joe mm. on shrooms. Okay, yeah, If dude. something was wrong, he would actually seriously. I would. Me. I'm gonna wait until spring. I feel like shrooms yeah. would be a good spring thing to get yeah. out of the winter fog, especially a nice. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm probably gonna get a good uh, quarter, quarter of shrooms. Yeah. I'll probably lie to my parents about this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, last time I did, um, like, well, I did shroom chocolates uh, yeah. with the lady. But then uh, the first time we did shrooms, we got, like, actual, like, dry shroom. Like, the 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 actual, like, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, we put it, we got orange juice and we got some, uh, we got orange juice and we got some uh, mangoes and and frozen pears. Yeah, and we blended it up and we made a smoothie, and uh, we basically drank like an eighth of shrooms each, and then we went to Coney Island for the day. Ooh, and that was a lot of fun. Just kind of walking around Coney Island. It's good to be with like yeah. a person that you kind of vibe with on an energy level, mm. uh, because I mean, like shrooms just kind of. People will say, like, oh, I had a bad time on shrooms or I had a great time. But really, it's whatever feelings you had going on at the time, whatever mm. thoughts were going through your mind, it will amplify that. You don't think anyone's completely, like, 180, completely surprised? No. I think, like, um, I, I think, like, what it is, it's like, because one time I did acid and I started feeling bad. And I was like, damn, I was trying to, like, avoid this. I was trying to, I was hoping that this feeling would kind of be repressed yeah. doing this. Because, like, mm-hmm. You can't treat drugs like alcohol because alcohol is great for like repressing that shit yeah. and numbing your and not, not thinking. But, you know, drugs, they bring a lot of that stuff to the forefront, which is yeah. why, you know, now they're saying like MDMA and psilocybin might be good for, you know, people like trying to recover from post-traumatic stress and mm. shit like that. It's kind of bringing that stuff to the surface. Yeah. But, it, you know, if you're in a bad mood, it's going to make your fucking bad mood way fucking worse. Yeah. So that's something to think about. That's why you got to be in a good mindset. Yeah. So if you have something going on or if you're like not 100% in a good mindset, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. I do it, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. If I can work through it, it's like chill. Yeah. Because sometimes it's also, I have felt better about myself doing that because it does feel like therapy in a lot of ways. Um, one time when I was on like a lot of shrooms, this is back in San Francisco. I was like really fucking tripping, but then I kind of started looking back on my entire life, like all of my existence as an outsider. Outside and, of everything. Yeah. And it helped me uh, like make amends with a lot of things. Like I realized like I myself like wasn't like perfect. And so I helped it helped me like forgive people because you, I really used to think you were perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think everyone is for a little bit, or just yeah. get out of themselves. You're either yeah. m- most people are, especially when you're young, or one extreme or the other. Yeah. You're either like I'm God's gift to the world, or you're like I'm a fucking loser piece yeah. of shit. Mm-hmm. You could guess which one I was. <laughs> and eventually, like as you get older, you find like it's like we're just people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, for some people, like we're very good, and for some people, we're like an asshole. Yeah. A lot of people just fall like in in usually indifferent apathy. Yeah, you know. I guess, yeah, there was an overall feeling of, um, even like days after, of nothing matters. Yeah, you'll get that. Which is 
Also, I guess, so days afterwards, even though I wasn't high anymore, I felt like I was almost going through the motions of things I know I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. but not feeling like they mean anything. No, it doesn't. And that's why I'm apathetic all the time. Yeah. Hey, come here. <laughs> like, I'm getting high. I'm like, this shit doesn't, yeah. you know, a lot of this shit doesn't matter. But, what was your attitude yeah. before you, because t- now I'm wondering, Joe's like, it's set and setting. I know he's talking about shrooms, yeah. but did you have a certain character about yourself before you took the, the edible? Were no. you feeling stressed or something? No, my thought was um, it's Christmas Day. I got some Chinese food, and I'm going to watch a movie and do the Jewish Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I've taken edibles before, and it just kind of <laughs> makes me nice and relaxed, and I'm going to watch Field of Dreams. And I'm like, maybe I'll cry at the end of this. Okay, and, and uh, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I was, like, very relaxed and in, like, a good place, and then just... I wonder like, if it was yeah. because you're watching Field of Dreams. I wonder if you watched something cool like Bullet Train, which I think you would really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's real fucking it's good. Brad Pitt on a train. Yeah, it's yeah. real fuck. It has everything okay. you want. Yeah. Intense fighting and trains. Hell yeah. You should leave a one-star review for Field of Dreams. <laughs> Watch this movie. Ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Kevin Costner messages you. It's yeah. like you fucked up my algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so before we started recording, um, Kelly told me that... Uh, she, her and Joe got a Christmas gift for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess mine's lost in the mail. It actually is lost in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that's what Kelly told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but, like, oh fuck, that other guy. Who's <laughs> the other guy in the podcast? But at the, uh, I was like, should I wait to open it on the podcast? And also from Kelly and Joe, does that mean Kelly? And then she's saying it's from both of us. I had input. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think you'll see. Okay. I think you'll see. To Matt from Joe and Kelly. If you're just listening, um, you're just going to hear me opening a gift. Bobby, you want to give a little play-by-play? Okay, so Matt put a box that is wrapped in brown paper. has like an autumn feel to it, and he's opening the box. He's very excited. He just mouthed I love you to me. I thought that was cool. Okay, this is a cooler. Yeah, it looks like this could be a cooler. Okay. Matt is opening... He's almost done with the wrapping paper. The wrapping paper is officially off. Now there's a box. Okay. Oh, he's at a cooler. It is a Undertaker lunchbox. <laughs> yes. Cooler. Uh, a cool Undertaker cooler. Oh my god! And it's a it's a purple. Is that his color? Yes. This is Matt it is beaming with joy. It's the, the, the dead man <laughs> yes. version. This is a great gift. I could tell yes. Matt loves it. Are you open yes. it up, Matthew? I mean, it's just gonna be a cooler that you could open. There won't be but, anything inside. I can feel there's but, nothing inside. But, but, but I mean, imagine what it's gonna look like putting your Claritin in there. That's mm-hmm. Kelly's way of saying bring your own Claritin to the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I do. Uh, the Claritin that we have here, I bought and have left here for oh, me to keep coming. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, thank yeah. you, Joe. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, buddy. Nice. That's awesome. You could bring all of your uh, all your uh, workout gear. Yeah. And uh, your you know your your boiled chicken with grilled broccoli. My uh, lemon lime prime hydration drink. We're basically the Logan Paul podcast. We oh, are, dude. No. Uh, so I'll tell you what your gift originally was. Ooh. Uh, Kelly and I paid this guy to uh, hack Haley Mathers' <laughs> iPhone, and we got various pictures of Eminem's daughters. The, the one bit I won't. Yeah. Yes, and. <laughs> uh, we got various pictures of Eminem's daughter's uh, vagina and butthole. Mr. Mathers, I'm not participating in this. You could see, you could see me not laughing. Uh, and then uh, we made a T-shirt. Uh, for for Bobby, and it says, "My name's Bobby Sheehan. I'm a big Eminem fan, and all I got was the sexual fantasy of objectifying <laughs> and violating his perfectly legal daughter, who I'm sure also has a high school diploma, which is a prerequisite uh, for Bobby you busting." You do a listen, nut. yeah. You really do listen, yeah. or a GED, folks. Unless you're over 18, then what's up? I don't care about your education then. Over 18, even if they're retarded. <laughs> even if they have I mean, that, in the colloquial yeah. sense, isn't stupid or unintelligent, and, not disabled. And if they have that, uh, if they have that Gary Coleman disease where they look like a child, watch out. Because you're living in something Bobby calls a loophole. <laughs> and that's where his dick is at its hardest and therefore most dangerous. Hell yeah. So... Body of a child, mind of a woman, watch out. 
Oh, man. Yikes. Merry Christmas, yeah. Bobber. Thank yeah. you very much. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll get you those naked pictures of, of, of Haley Mathers sooner or later, because I know Joe, the gift, how much you love that. The gift of laughter is all I need from you. <laughs> and a safe place to podcast is all I need from Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Eminem's going to shoot you for that? I... I am terrible. We talked about this on Young Guns. Has he ever? Has he ever like actually like fucked somebody up, or is he just like, "Yo, bitch"? He, he seems like a white. He seems like that white guy rage kind of shit. He um uh got in pretty big trouble in the early aughts for pulling a gun on an ICP associate. Wait, so, was that Triumph the insult comic dog? No. Yeah, he's an ICP associate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for him to poop on. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah That's a, g- a great character by the way I know yeah. one of the writers Really? Yeah, yeah. We all do Who? Mm-hmm. Dave Cyrus He's a good friend of mine Yeah And, and um, Pete Davidson uh, Pete Davidson doesn't write for Triumph I've, But he's friends with Dave Cyrus yeah. That is, that is the, my quote unquote credit For when I'm talking to extended relatives They're like What's comedy? And I'm like I'm friends with Dave Cyrus who is friends with Pete Davidson. Yeah. I'm like one degree separated from Pete Davidson. Yeah. I am basically Pete. It's like I put my penis in Kim Kardashian's pussy. I, I met Ariana Grande when he was dating her. That's awesome. Did you yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. She looks like a little like, hi, I'm Matt Marin. And she's like, thank you, next. <laughs> Man, if I met her, I'd be like, you know, I own your skin in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'd like to own your skin in real life. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, he's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there this was what, this near forty-year-old man is cool. <laughs> there was a party, and I was at uh, Pete, uh, Dave Cyrus had a birthday party at Pete's place. Oh, mm-hmm. my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> and I uh, was explicitly yeah. told not to come. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I um. And it was when he was dating Ariana Grande. Um. And uh, I remember meeting her, and then just introducing myself. Like she came, Pete came around and introduced her to people. Uh, to the comics, and I introduced myself. He's to like, her. "Hey, this is my flavor of the week." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't say anything more. To, there was no other point at the party where we were in the same circle mm-hmm. uh, because why would we be? And I was not. A few of the other people there were like trying to get in the same circle to talk with her, and I just that's not my vibe. I'm not. Why gonna, not? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I would have asked her. The, I would have asked her what it was. Bitches to yeah. come to him. Mm. I would have asked. It's like, dude, what, what's up with that Nickelodeon producer? I would. I, I gotta <laughs> know. It's like I don't give a fuck. Everyone here yeah. wants to fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What's up with that Dan? What is it? Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Yeah. yeah. What's up with it? Did Dan Schneider do anything to you? Because I know he did something to Janet. Matt McCurdy. And I, and yeah. yeah. Who Joe's I, idea of small talk is: Were you molested? Yeah. <laughs> I have to know. And it's like honestly, Ariana. You're doing a disservice to other victims mm. by remaining silent. I hate that. I hate it when like women are like, "Yeah, fucking drag them." But then like it's like, "Why didn't you say this guy fucking molested you?" And they're like, "It wasn't my fucking place." Yeah, to you're say. right, Joe. I should have victim shamed her. You should have, dude. <laughs> my friend's birthday. You should have said, "Admit it." That is, you know what? If you, if you, there, that was the level of negging you were doing. Yeah, it might have worked. They asked me to leave. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the fucking fat, creepy guy in yeah. her life. I don't think so. I guess it was fu- it was interesting where I knew she was like big and I was kind of like a, almost like a fun anecdote like oh I was at a party with Ariana Grande yeah um, the next day this is I was still working uh, security at um, uh, before the, you became a drug addict so you right. could still do security work yes I was working security at a thrift store mm-hmm. at the time as Mark Henley would say may he live forever, may he live as forever. Mark Henley would say ooh I'll have five men in my asshole because <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> I saw a picture of him kissing a damn man. Yeah. He <laughs> Can't did. believe I fucking shared a car with that guy. How are you just gonna be gay? How are you gonna kiss a man? <laughs> he uh the Mark Henley, the big dog Christmas special is out on YouTube now and he does kiss a man in it. He does not me, apparently. I, I fucking flag I reported that video on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking vile. Reason? Quote, homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eliciting feelings I don't want to tackle just yet. <laughs> yes. How cool is it that our fucking diehard video got a copyright claim, dude? We're yeah. dangerous, dude. We're ne- we actually will never be monetized now. Mm-hmm. We'll never be. So luckily for our viewers, that means you'll never have to worry about these faggot commercial breaks breaking <laughs> mm-hmm. up. Dude, mm-hmm. you watch, you're watching a fucking, like, honestly, YouTube Get rid of the fucking comment. It should be like donation, like Wikipedia. Yeah. You really, because it's like you get so much free content. It's like people should have the option to opt in, but they should also say, 
I don't have fucking commercials on my YouTube. Don't page. give me commercials. Some of these commercials last fourteen seconds to all the way to eighty-eight seconds. I don't have that kind of time. So I want to watch YouTube. Fourteen video. to eighty-eight. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, Bobby's uh, age range minus yeah. <laughs> uh, minus fifteen right. to twenty-three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. You should. Uh, I, so I have an ad blocker on Chrome, but pretty soon Chrome's not going to let ad blockers right. work yeah. on their software. So you got to use Firefox. Yeah. If you want to watch YouTube without commercials. Right. Well, that's my take now. I Finn, think come Di- here. I think Die Hard is a New Year's movie. Ooh. No one has that take. Nice. There weren't any good yeah. New Year's movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's a New Year's movie? Or a movie? Sound off in the comments. A movie where even where even like New Year's happens. There's plenty of movies I feel where like New Year's there ha- is. Uh, yeah. Iron Man 3. There was huh? New Year's in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of fucking... There's all, I'm sure there are. I just can't uh, think of any. American Psycho. There was New Year's in that. Yeah. Uh, there's the, 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 the countdown is so pivotal in so yeah. many movies. Ten, yeah. nine, nine, eight. Dick um, in my ass. What were we just talking about before? You were about to say something, Bobby. Uh, how he wanted to fuck Ariana Grande. Right. Oh, Mark but Hen- only yeah, if he Mark could Henley, go in a time machine. When I worked at the uh, thrift store. Yes, Mark would always say that uh, uh, Matt was, quote, willing to take a bullet for handbags. I was paid to take a bullet for handbags. Mm-hmm. Would you have done it, though? Absolutely not. Um, but anyway, I came in the next morning. We had, like, a meeting. And um, I said to, like, one of the coworkers that I was cool with, um, I was like, what were you doing last night? And it was just one of those where we had I to be up. Ariana Grande. We had to be up early. So I was like, I was dumb. I went to a party at a friend's place. But it was kind of cool. Ariana Grande was there. And they freaked out and told everyone else, everyone there's a huge Ariana Grande fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at that moment I realized I probably shouldn't have mentioned that because that was just nonstop questions and, like, people being upset that I didn't talk to her more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone wants to know, like, what did Dan Schneider do to her? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm a big Ariana? fan of people that were raped by Dan yeah. Snyder. Ariana, please come on Locker Room Talk. We want to hear your side of the story. Yeah. You have a right to voice what happened. Mm-hmm. But my Christmas Eve was very Here's the good. other thing. Yeah. Who could blame Dan Schneider? <laughs> right, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby can relate. Um, Bobby I, knows these demons. Yeah. Wrestles with those demons? Brother, he walks hand in hand with them demons. <laughs> Bobby, it's fine. They know it's a joke. They know you didn't really murder and fucking have sex with all those kids. Don't worry, Bobby. I'll change the subject for you. <laughs> Do you think Finn would want to like even hang out with you if you did that? Look, he's hanging out. Yeah. I, I don't I don't uh, actually believe in the whole uh, dogs can sense whether you're a good person. Why? I, I think that's just that's like right up there with astrology I, I in think terms of things think, girls say. I, I think you say that because Sal barked at you. Sal <laughs> Sal has a problem with me. Yeah. I used to think it was all bullshit too until like pretty much every friend's dog that I meet likes me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now I'm like, yeah, dogs can tell. Dude, dogs just love like they like every time I'm just hanging out, like dogs will run up and jump up on me. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, dude. I'd rather hang out with dogs than people. Mm. I guess I'm more beast than. Oh, wow. You like dogs more than people. Uh Damn, you should you should become a woman and get a Tinder profile. No, I don't want to. You also love to laugh and drinking coffee. No, I like to fucking put cyanide in fucking public swimming pools. (laughs) (laughs) You get bonus points for originality. That's for sure. It's in my eyes. <laughs> um, so my Christmas Eve was very fun. My dad's birthday is the week before Christmas, and I got tickets for us to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ooh. Why didn't you um, go to the Nutcracker? He already gets his balls busted enough by his bitch ex-wife. Do you mean that? Yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was the night that it was like got below zero degrees. Oh, and no. it was snowing. Mm-hmm. So if you go out to Cooperstown, it's in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. The highway takes you oh like two thirds of the way there, and the last third is just like roads. Mm-hmm. And so in the snow, we're literally just doing like fifteen miles an hour in the middle of the road. Oh wow! Just for, uh, yeah, because we drove Scary. the night before. That's how gay you are for baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. There's a lot of very cool history stuff in there. There was a picture of um, a bunch of baseball players in, like, the late 1800s after baseball had started taking off in America. There were teams that were like, this sport is so good. We should do a world tour and show the rest of the world this great American game. And they played a game, like, in front of the pyramids in Egypt. And there's a picture of a bunch of baseball players in, like, 1890 on the Sphinx. Ooh. And they have the ball that was used in that game. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Um, there's also, this is maybe the funniest thing about the origins of baseball. Um, and they have it in the museum now. They say the Abner Doubleday myth. Because apparently Abner Doubleday invented baseball. He was a Civil War general. Fought for the Union. Oh, yeah. He uh, fought at Gettysburg. It's like outside of Meade, he would have been like the hero of Gettysburg. So he's but a he was, hero when, like, when he was shot through the eyes, yeah. a southerner said, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strike three. Um, so basically in like 1905 or, or very early 1900s, um, there's like the owners of baseball are talking about what are the origins of baseball, and there's t- guys Al Spalding from the owner, one of the teams, talking to one of the this uh, British journalist who says, "Oh, it came from Rounders, is a British bat and ball game," and Al Spalding will have none of that. This is an American game. We it definitely did not come from Britain. Mm-mm. So the him and the commissioner of base, uh, there was no commissioner yet, but a couple of the owners they come up with a commission. They're going to discover with the origins of baseball. And some guy named Abner Graves, who lived in Colorado, Denver, which at this point is like this transient place where fucking... Trans? Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Where like just con men and people go, this guy Abner Graves... So trans is associated with con men. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps people saying uh, something that they don't really mean, pretending yeah. to be something that they're not. You're right. Joe does really just hear what he wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's it's either yeah. it's either something like that or he just hears Joe's funny. Joe's really funny. Yeah. Joe's hilarious. <laughs> um, so this guy Abner Graves ended up in an insane asylum after murdering his wife. Uh, sound, um, it doesn't sound crazy to me. Relatable. At one, yeah. At one point, claimed that he rode the po- in the Pony Express in 1852 when mm-hmm. the Pony Express didn't exist until eight years later. Um, but. He writes a letter because the commission has put out a newspaper. If anyone has any tips Ooh. about how baseball was invented, let us know. And this 70-year-old guy, Abner Graves, writes a letter and says, I was in Cooperstown, New York, when Abner Doubleday, who later became a Civil War hero, it's a coincidence that an American hero happened mm-hmm. to be the guy who invented baseball, yep. came over to a bunch of kids who were playing marbles and said, stop that, I have a new game I've come up with, and drew a diamond on the dirt, and they started playing baseball, and Ooh. that's how baseball was invented. Yeah, it sounds made up. Yeah. Um, also, he, he walks up to a group of kids, he's like, stop playing those marbles yeah. i got a much better game to play yes and then he yeah. unzips his pants <laughs> and the rest is history play with these marbles will you yes this is getting to third base <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where the analogy comes from and they don't even, they're like this isn't even a metaphor for yeah. something yet yeah yeah um so why didn't he yeah leave those kids alone yeah that's hey, he's kind of a jerk this, uh, don't you fuck know? those kids in the ass <laughs> All you are is just a kid that's fucked in the ass. Even in this very clearly made-up story, he's still a jerk. But Al Spalding and the owners were like, yes, an American hero made baseball. Yes. And that's what Abner Nothing Doubleday, to do with England. And that's what Abner Doubleday is more known for now. So in the Hall of Fame, it says uh, Abner Doubleday didn't invent baseball. Baseball invented Abner Doubleday. Ooh. Yeah. And they have the ball that was allegedly used in this mythical game because it was a ball that was in the truck of this guy, Abner Graves. So it is still like a 150-year-old yeah. baseball. Uh-huh. It's still cool. Yeah. Um, but, but who invented baseball? It was just there were there have been bat and ball games going back to like ancient times. There's drawings of people with sticks and rocks hitting things. Um, the actual like modern baseball, there's um, it was being played in like there were the New York rules and the Massachusetts rules, and they have the diagrams of them in the museum where you can see Massachusetts had a square with like five bases, and the New York rules was more of a diamond, and they went with that, and then all the rules just kind of came in as things were happening, where it would be the pitcher would be the one who would just throw the ball to hit, and then one time a pitcher was like, well, what if I try and throw it in a way where he can't hit it? Because they would just—they didn't try and strike people out back then. Oh wow! All these things just kind of like happened, where a guy was on first base, pitcher throws the ball, and he runs second base, and the everyone's laughing. The umpire's like, "All right, go back." He's like, "Nothing in the rules says I can't steal second base," and that's how steals are invented. Like every, I would balk at that. (laughs) That's kind of fucking cool. There used to be um, a rule where if a ball landed in fair territory and went foul, even if it was before first or third base, it was fair. 
and guys, there was guys who would just slam the bat and like chop down nice. and to the side, and they'd just run around the bases, and no one was hitting the ball where players were. So they were like, okay, it's got to be down the first baseline. Basically, the first 50 years of baseball to uh, 70 years, so many just, they had the game idea, and mm-hmm. just when things were kind of getting fucked up, they're like, all right, let's make a rule to not have that, or let's make a rule to have that. Oh, did the game get better when people were following the rules? No. Um, it got gayer, dude. Look how fucking cool it sounded. You go yeah. around with a fucking razor blade in your bat, <laughs> and then you just fucking hit people as you round the fucking bases, dude. Yeah. Until until some fucking Bobby Sheehan like faggot was like, <laughs> oh, it's not fair. We need a rule against people having fun. It definitely was a guy that was like, I keep running for the ball, and people are stealing all the bases. Yeah. Let's make some rules. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rules are gay. Mm. Yeah, but it is, Joe's yeah. the guy that loves the MMA area when you could punch the guy in the nuts as hard as you can. Dude, that yeah. was like the coolest era of like <laughs> yeah. where it was just like Hicks and Gracie fighting everyone, and mm-hmm. like nobody had any idea yeah. about jujitsu, and you'd it have like a three hundred pound sumo versus yeah. like a hundred and fifty pound kickboxer. That, that, was, that shit rules. There was dude. that guy Keith Hackney who was like a Taekwondo guy who beat up the sumo wrestler. He also the guy he repeatedly punched in the balls. His name was Joe Son, mm-hmm. who is uh, an Asian martial artist who was actually the guy in Austin Powers the who does a shoe. Really? Yeah, that's the guy you uh, Keith Hackney. Like holds his legs open with his holds one leg with his legs, holds the other one with his left arm and just repeatedly punches him in the nuts and he taps out. It was the Hoot was a shoe guy who also is now serving like a yeah, life sentence. He killed for, a woman for like violent rape. Yeah. Violent rape. Oh, you're going to have to listen to the Come Town episode about that. We they don't did talk fucking, about yeah, it? We don't yeah. talk about that here. Um, you don't want to redo stuff Come Town did? No, I already did a podcast like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say. Um, I think we mentioned we do it on the Patreon. I did buy a pack of baseball Ooh. cards from the Hall of Fame. Tops. Folks, if you didn't want to pay for Matt Marin's ambulance before, you're <laughs> definitely going to want to now. Well, they liked our wallet reveals. <laughs> I, did a, I did a Christmas present unwrapping. Let's do a baseball card unwrapping. Well, let's save that for the Patreon, though. Ooh, should we? We absolutely should. We're going to tease. You already opened up a present, dude. We're Don't be greedy. That's true. Yeah, okay. We opened the present on the free episode. Tune into the Patreon. We still got a few minutes left. And if you're not at all interested or even annoyed by the idea of a baseball card reveal, please don't unsubscribe from the Patreon. Folks, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to listen to every Patreon episode or that you necessarily enjoy everything or even most of what we do. But I will say this. If the Patreon dips below $100, we're quitting. Mm-hmm. And I will have a Matt Marin style panic attack, except I won't call 911 because when I call Matt's parents, they don't answer. Mm. And then later, Matt's dad leaves me a voicemail and says, you should kill yourself. Nice. Yes. And then I do. I, I commit Harry Carey yeah. on the Patreon, which you will not be able to see if you unsubscribe. Ooh, you know what I found real interesting in the baseball? Two opinion? gay men having sex. Um, I mean, no, he just finds that arousing. <laughs> yeah, not interesting. Um, we were talking about war. I think on the last couple of episodes, just serving in war. What I found most, like they have under the plaques in the Hall of Fame gallery, if they served in a war, Korea, World nice. War One, World War Two, Africa. Um, they, the African <laughs> the great, War, the Great African War, one of those which many- is what Joe calls being a uh, like a. Uh, <laughs> Like a police officer in the South during yeah. the Civil Rights Movement. The Great I African got it, War. folks. <laughs> yeah, the Great African War. Um, and uh, there's a lot of Negro League players who are in the Hall of Fame who've Ooh. been uh, inducted. Uh, That's now. not what you were calling yeah. them off mic. What, wasn't that like guerrilla warfare? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they called the Negro Leagues, Joe. <laughs> they I didn't. Do, they did yeah. wear a G on their uh, on their yeah. hats. It is int- yeah for the Homestead Grays. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, but I then they also that. had an N <laughs> and an R. <laughs> give me an N. N. Give me an I. I do not want to continue this bit. <laughs> Go ahead. We're Matt. we're cheering for nighttime baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, they um. It's interesting that, yeah, there's some people who don't know baseball. Then when you say Negro Leagues, they're kind of like, geez. I'm like, there's literally no other word for it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but Guerrilla, I could think of another cause, word. Because yeah. if Guerrilla you call Warfare it the African-American is, League, you're almost like uh, underselling the fact that it was from a time that was so yeah. racist that they didn't let black people play with them. Also, anyone who talks about it, like black people who talk about it, call it the Negro. That mm-hmm. was the name of the league. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is that a slur yet? Negro? Yeah. I mean, if you said it to a black person, probably. Really? But if you say Negro League, I don't. Usually, people don't have a problem. It's with an that. anachronism for sure. Yeah. I I remember my grandpa used to say like a colored man. Yeah. And that was even he didn't say Negro, but he didn't quite graduate from, from colored to black. But yet. color yeah. is fine because they call POC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My 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 grandpa was actually very progressive That's in that. Pretty way. fucking progressive. Mm-hmm. Don't ever say colored person. Yeah. And person would, of color, you can say. Your grandfather was also gender neutral because, like, look, more of those people coming into the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, what a great guy. He's yeah. fucking a hero. He was, like, spraying, like, the fucking mm. fire hose water on both black women and men. So yeah. <laughs> it's, like, equal opportunity. But both men and women trying to go to the public library, he would turn yeah. the hose on. And he would never go to the Jewish delis because he always went on Saturday, and he knew that they were, it was supposed to be observing the, the Sabbath. Right. Wow, this is all making sense now. Yeah. Damn. Um, so under a lot of the Negro League players was like served in World War One. Mm. And to me, that is kind of like mind blowing that like later on when you have like Muhammad Ali saying a no Viet Cong called me the N word. Mm. First of, of all, yes, they may have. They just sure. didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. Plus, that's how they say um. Yeah, but in general, he's like, I don't have a problem with Vietnam. Why mm. would I fight them? And he's like, My, the U.S. has done bad things to me. Mm. I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily want to pick a side in this. And there's a part of me that's like, I kind of get that. And then looking back in like 1917, there's a part of me that's like, I almost under would understand more if a black person who's yeah, literally not, along, al- yeah. Yeah, not allowed to play baseball with white people. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I'll serve this country. There's a there's a picture of World War One soldiers in Germany, Yikes. um, <laughs> celebrating Hanukkah. It's yeah. a, a it's like a Jewish division of yeah. German soldiers behind a big menorah, and they all got like the the spiky hats, and they're smiling for the camera, being like, "We're taking a break from being in the trenches to celebrate Hanukkah." And I'm yeah. like, "God damn, this this makes me feel so sad." Yeah. But apparently. Why? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm kind of weird like that. You know, you know, you know, we, who knows where things may have gone for that the German army wasn't pure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting so depressed. I'm like, ah, oh, they should, should have been done a lot sooner. Yeah. I, I was reading that during the Third Reich, you could get like exceptions um, as a Jew if mm. you were like, oh, but I served in World War One. Interesting. Yeah. Now Bec- it's it's Third Reich and you're out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the rules of baseball. One, two, three, Reichs, you're out. Three, Reichs, you're out. <laughs> that's an ancient Chinese proverb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think you could draft dodge if you're um, being segregated. If you're actively yeah. being se- segregated, you should draft dodge. Why? Yeah. If anything, you should fight and, and show that you're as human as the rest of everyone. I mean, yeah, that's like the two ways you could go thinking about it. Yeah. Fight right? for your whiteness. Mm-hmm. As yeah. like as like he fucking you fires the mil- the melatonin starts for leaving his body. <laughs> <laughs> the melatonin starts leaving his skin as like the more soldiers, <laughs> enemy soldiers he kills. Yes sir, yes ma'am, yes sir, yes yeah. ma'am. Oh, oh, I'm sunburned. Yeah, yeah. You gotta fight for your white to the uh, front word. of the bus. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that the um the f- there was a black woman before Rosa Parks uh, did that whole bus thing. Yeah. That whole bus thing. I'm so eloquent. Yeah. Um, but she was a 15-year-old uh, unwed, obviously, pregnant black woman. Mm. So, I, like, all the... We organi- don't want this yeah. to be the face. That's, of, yeah. that's why people think it was a spontaneous thing. No, no it was, it was like by a- the Black Panthers. No. Yeah. No, no. Black Panthers were not in, in line with what MLK and the and Rosa Parks oh, folks are doing. That, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I see, oh, I see. Yeah. Black Panthers is like the original. It was Antifa. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure within that there were probably more mo- in the beginning stages of it before it becomes a more organized group. You have extremists and moderates. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like even crazier that Rosa Parks was a fucking non-pregnant wedded black woman? 
Yeah, how they that find was like one an of even, those? <laughs> like that was like an even rarer find. Like all these women were getting like arrested on the bus for the mm. exact same thing, but they were all fucking pregnant and unwedded. So it's or like, just the, they keep getting women being arrested, and they're like, "No, you're not good enough to be the face of our yeah. race." Yeah. Yeah. this find one's not hot one. enough. Yeah. <laughs> fucking a, a white ma- a white man is like, "Hey, Rosa Parks won't move for me," and the bus driver's like, "It's okay, she's pregnant," and she's like, "No, I'm not." Like she's yeah. trying to get someone to kick her off. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. That was the whole problem with so many of these. Uh, <laughs> it's that she just like took the seat in the front because she was pregnant. You're supposed to give your seat up for a pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine being like, hey, uh, young lady, I know you're pregnant, but uh, I'm white. Yeah. yeah. So can you please get up for me? Mm. I would. Yeah. That's a compelling yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make a good argument. You got to figure if you're if you're in the uh, like 50s or before South and you're a white guy and you're a fucking loser, it must feel nice to get on a bus and be like, all right, leave Darky. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. That I'm starting to understand it a little bit now. I like, guess, at least yeah. I'm fucking better than somebody. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Like, no one will fuck me. I have a menial job. All, all I have is debating on how baseball started, yeah. you know? And then that's all of a sudden, all, yeah. you're like, I could make someone move. That's all racism really is for, is mm-hmm. to, uh, at your lowest, you still feel like there's somebody below you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Also, do you know the history of... My dad was kind of taken aback by... There was, um, like, cartoon drawings in the Hall of Fame. There was, like, Courier and Ives, who do these, like paintings of america like homes in the snow it's all like americana type paintings mm-hmm. and or drawings and there was one of like black people playing baseball and they're all drawn looking like monkeys like joe drew it basically wow and uh, i like to think that's my, joe's grandfather yeah and my dad's looking at it like shocked that he's like career and eyes is like this nice wholesome thing and he's kind of uh every once in a while like with some like progressive things my dad he's like more conservative but then he'll see things like that and he's like oh my god like i was told my whole life america's great and i kind of feel lied to uh like, he your dad's just like now that. getting it that's your anchor when you're fucking tripping balls a guy is that detached from america <laughs> Dude, See, joe bad. loves america because it's racist yes I, um, I love america because even a fucking poc like myself yeah. can still become an aryan yeah. if they believe enough in the cause <laughs> joe, joe misinterpreted what the american dream is yeah he's like wow i could yeah. be an honorary white yeah uh, you certainly can yeah. son well i mean i feel like it's for him it's like pieces over the years like things have been kind of broken down where he's like um thought things were a certain way they you tell up, you when you're yeah. growing up that your son is going to be successful yeah and you believe it you believe exactly. it for a long time but eventually you're like i don't know yeah um but the thing, he was uh, kind of asking me, I didn't really have an answer for it. He's like, was there, li- like, there wasn't really an era of Jim Crow in other countries after slavery, unless, was there? Well, it wasn't as divide, there wasn't a racial divide for slavery in a lot of other countries. Sl- slavery for some countries was like a, like, uh, it was a intra-racial thing where it's just like, almost like serfdom. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds I, cool. <laughs> Man, that, your chance of having a hot slave then. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. So was American slavery unique compared to the rest of the world's slavery at the um, time? Well, slavery in the Americas, yeah. not just the United States of America, I think was unique in that respect. But wh- like, why doesn't why didn't Canada or Mexico have a Jim Crow? Because they're fucking are, dumb, yeah, dude. I, I, don't, I don't think Canada ever had... Did they have slavery? I don't oh, know. Oh, they probably abolished it when uh, the Britain invo- abolished it. Yeah. Or even uh, S- South America. Was there like a Jim Crow era? I think uh, Brazil, too. Brazil had slavery until like 1888 or something yeah. crazy like that. I, um, I think so, probably. You know what makes uh, the U.S. unique is that it was so sectional. Like yeah. it was just these like 11 states that the federal government was telling them to like live different. You know what I mean? So I I think that's that's part of it. If slavery Um, was still legal, would you participate? (laughs) I love that we have come to this question multiple times in this podcast. (laughs) But every every time it seems like the answer is yes. (laughs) Or even because like in the uh, like 20s, 30s, 40s, when it's like, is a black baseball player going to play in the major? Jackie Robinson comes to the league. He had just as much problems in Philadelphia and Boston as down south. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've, that is true. And yeah, we shouldn't, as, as Yankees ourselves, 
we shouldn't we shouldn't be all high and mighty like racism has never existed here but i do feel like on a national level like the negro leagues probably existed because the south because you had to have the whole country on the same page about something Sure, but I just mean even in Philadelphia and Boston, why did that happen like in America but not other places? Yeah. Or did it happen other places? So you, but 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 the the Negro Leagues I feel like yeah, like they were they were racist people in Philadelphia and Boston, but the Negro Leagues exists as an institution because you had to placate white southerners. Yeah. Um but also white northerners. Um, I don't know about that because I mean even like pre-civil war you had like white people and black people like working side by side yeah. We wouldn't necessarily well, they want would, like yeah. interracial dating or something yeah. like that well, but Negro League baseball games were some of the first places uh, where events were happening where white and black fans would go together White and black Integrated crowds Like one of those cookies that you see at the deli Joe yeah. It's like that but with, with people I only I've eat the white it. side <laughs> So I have to get twice as many cookies it's not fair <laughs> Yeah that's the exact fucking Joe Gorman problem. Is yeah. he yeah. his racism is keeping him from eating all of the cookies yeah. he would otherwise like? It's to like eat. this is these, these fucking <laughs> this fucking dark shit is costing me half my fucking dessert. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. A working man has to work twice as hard for a regular looking dessert mm-hmm. yeah. that doesn't turn one's stomach. It was like a Chicago baseball team that was in the 1880s was like, Ooh. we're not going to get on the field with that black person on Good. your team. Wow. Amen. And that that was uh, the guy on the team was like one of the biggest stars in the game. It was influential enough that there was just kind of a gentleman's agreement amongst all the clubs mm-hmm. not to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I wonder in my studying of history, I haven't seen something like an era of reconstruction and Jim Crow South that we had in America in other countries after slavery was banned like there's repercussions well like apartheid yeah. south africa yeah that's it was that they banned slavery and then continued to have apartheid yeah i think so but i'm not positive yeah. i will, they it, must have they must there must have been black slaves in south africa right god damn there's a south africa, africa dude. there's a south african listener screaming right now yeah and he's like fucking clicking his fucking tongue <laughs> and like waving his spear in the air he's a fucking bone in his nose fucking yeah. yelling and shit he's apartheid his- ended while we were alive isn't yeah. that crazy yeah. no it didn't fucking 1990 i think uh, but by Joe, the way, are you gonna be guys, okay? don't fact check anything we're saying. We're three historians, days. scientists, anthropologists, and eugenics. And <laughs> hey, everyone, yeah. keep, keep give us some money. Give mm-hmm. us some fucking money. Matt has to pay for a fucking ambulance. Father bill. Christmas, give us some money. And 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 stick around because we got a Patreon episode where Matt is going to. Go ahead. Explain what you're going to do on the Patreon episode. Unpack a pack of baseball cards. Sounds like we have a lot yeah. of unpacking to do. And yeah. I have a secret uh, fact that could change the entire dynamic of the podcast. It's just so that I'm a around. child molester again. <laughs> no, he said stick a around. He said a yeah. secret. Yeah, <laughs> stick around and find out which podcast member <laughs> has underage vaginal blood on his penis, <laughs> whose initials are BS. <laughs> Yeah, well, I feel like this whole fact is BS, Joe. Why? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hopefully somebody's resolution is to not have sex with children. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We love you.